Welcome back to Hope Ministries. I am your podcast host, Kenny. Excited to bring you a brand new episode of hope, of inspiration, love, maybe some mercy um, on this beautiful fall day. Yes, we have officially entered the beautiful season of the fall. And uh, as many of you may or may not know, my wife and I are both born in October and also got married in October. So uh, this season uh, is basically what her and I have been just we've been waiting for for so long. Uh, We have quite a slate coming up with a bunch of things to celebrate in the upcoming month. However, I do want to get into some updates because I know it's been a little bit since my last episode, not too long, but I just want to cover some things here before I get into into today's title and content. So first of all, um, this Saturday is our Crave Night, which is our night of worship at our church. And uh, it has been an amazing experience throughout the whole year. Obviously, during the summertime, Laura and I took a little hiatus because of the boys. But um, we're back at it and we're excited to be joining the team on Saturday at 6 p.m. And good news for you. If you can't catch it, maybe you're busy, maybe you're working. Who knows what what you're doing? But we will be going live on YouTube and on Facebook Live. So... Please uh, make sure to follow the church um, page on Facebook, which is Jesucristo La Esperanza de la Familia, or Jeff Media, which is on the YouTube channel, and you'll be able to catch the whole entire Crave Nights via the web. Also, we started our September series um, that's currently happening right now. Um, the team has done a pretty good job of um, preparing uh, not only themselves, but the church, but just everyone you know, out there to, to serve wholeheartedly. And we're really just focusing in on this month, um, what it means to not only serve in the church, but today serve outside the church. Uh, yeah, the team will be actually going out to local businesses in our community and praying over them. And, you know, whatever it is, a need to pray over them, um, we're going to be handing out some prophetic words to them. So, you know, I love this series because it literally shows you it's not about you. It's about the people, the souls and about God. And it constantly teaches teaches us that. So I'm super excited for this uh, for this series. And if you guys have any free time tonight, head over to uh, 34 Locust Street and Valley Stream. There, they'll be meeting around 7 p.m. We're actually 6.50 p.m. doing a quick prayer and then hitting the streets down Rockaway Avenue um, and just bringing the gospel to certain business establishments. Also, a little quick um, anniversary shout out to my brother and my sister-in-law, Steph. Uh, Today marks their four-year wedding anniversary. So congratulations to you two guys. I love you very much. Uh, recently, my wife and I sent some beautiful flowers over to my sister-in-law. I know it's been quite a... Um, hard time uh, for that for their family but I love that God is with them and helping them recuperate and just um, go into the next season you know I'm with you guys in prayer I love you both and uh, may God continue leading you uh, in all your ways that being said too uh, we are now days away from Cairo and Luca being uh, three months old and it's been kind of crazy how fast time has went um, I mean I remember they were when they were first born holding them they're so small and now they're both chunky and growing and um you know just so beautiful i'm so thankful to god for for my wife and i and what these beautiful blessings have been and what they mean to us so um look out for that post coming up uh very soon on the 27th and guys as you all know my book is officially on amazon and also my website is fully updated yes thank you jesus that has been fully updated so now you can even catch my podcast on my website you can catch um 
the uh, the book. Amazon will, do, will will link directly to the website. And if you feel in your heart to donate to help the cause, that's also on my website. Uh, this this website is called KennyHopeMinistries.wordpress.com. Um, visit, visit that site now. If that's too much for you, go to my Instagram page, which is Kenry Diaz. Click on the bottom link, which is a link tree, and it will take you to each and every link um, that can help you uh, kind of find out uh, what's going on with uh, Hope Ministries. And also, guys, before we listen to the episode, please subscribe wherever you're listening to, whatever platform you're listening to, Spotify, Google Cast, uh, Apple Cast, uh, whatever it is, make sure to, to, to subscribe. Sorry about that. Because um, I have a pretty cool thing that I'll be doing in the month of October, and that's a perfect segue into that. Um, I want to give you guys the exclusive on that. So as you all know, or may not know, but the ones who are avidly listening will know that every year I like to do something unique with my podcast for the month of October. Um, I love to honor God ever since I had my encounter in the month of October in Miami back in 2014. Um, It's been nothing but just that deep burning desire to please God over all things in that that month that he's given me um, or brought me into this world. So for that month, um, I'm going to be uh, talking about, uh, I'm going to be going four, I'm going to be recording four episodes each every Wednesday of the month. And that will address some pretty frequently asked questions that seem to be rather taboo within the church community. Um, I think a lot of people talk about it, but I want to go in depth to not only my personal opinion, but what the Bible says about each and every topic. And um, I think you'll love it. I think it'll be a great experience. So that's why I want you to subscribe because you'll be able to catch each and every episode on Wednesday and they'll send you a message and a little pop-up link will come up and say, Kenny just posted his podcast. So, you know, um, I'll give you maybe one uh, topic. We'll be discussing uh, music. You know, if you're a churchgoer, you're a Christian, is worldly music the devil? Is secular music really bad? Or do you really not know what secular music can do to you as a believer? Hmm. That question will be answered next month if you join me um, in our podcast series for the month of October. So let's get right into it, guys. I don't want to waste any more time. I love to rant, so I'm going to stop myself. And today we're going to be doing a a recording or we're going to be reading one of the chapters in my book, What's in Your Hand? Now, if you're asking yourself or talking to the wall, whoever you're talking to next to you, a person, and you're saying, what is What's in Your Hand? That is the book that I recently published going back now to uh, well, actually a month ago. And um, it has been such an impact. The testimonies have been very humbling. Uh, the way people have received Christ, people are talking about who God is and how they can understand the book in its simplest form has been nothing um, short of a blessing. So I'm, I'm super thankful for that. And I wanted to take the opportunity today to bring a chapter to you. Um, I hope this chapter will maybe inspire you to buy the book and read the rest of it. However, what I really wanted to do is kind of just shine some light uh, on the topic we'll be talking about. And if you have my book, take it out. We'll read it together. If you don't, um, take out some pen, a paper, your iPad, whatever you have in front of you. And let's take some notes because I want to break down the chapter also after and how I wrote it and what came to mind um, when this uh, or how the chapter was written. 
Um, it's actually in chapter eight of my book, which is called Mercy is a Marathon. Um, to be honest with you, it's one of my favorite uh, chapters to write. Uh, it was so interesting uh, partnering up with God and the Holy Spirit and just kind of like uh, bringing some a different angle uh, to what mercy is. You know, I think a lot of us have to dive into judgment rather than mercy. But we're going to get into some post-reading questions after. And I want to give any questions away or anything away. So um, I'm going to take my book out now. That's the, uh, the blessing of being an author, right? You have all the books at your disposal. And I'm going to be reading this chapter. It's not too long. It's about, uh, let's see here. It's about, actually, it's one of my uh, longer chapters, to be honest with you. Maybe I uh, underestimated this chapter. But again, one of my favorite chapters. So let's dive right into it. So chapter eight in the book, What's in Your Hand? Mercy is a Marathon. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. That is found in James 2, 12 through 13. Our human nature tends to react harshly to anything that affects us negatively. For instance, when someone doesn't show appropriate manners, in quotation, in a public setting, example, speaking loudly, not holding the door for another person, certain attitude deficiencies, etc., we tend to tear them apart with some unkind thoughts and words. We place ourselves above them and act as though they were of a different species. The truth is that we don't know where they came from or what kind of upbringing they had to cope with. We are brought up we are brought up more towards the judgment side of the spectrum rather than the side of mercy and empathy which places us in their shoes. We don't always we don't always allow those critical words to escape out of our mouths. But in our minds and hearts we have already written a 300-page Pulitzer Prize caliber book on what that person could have done better or how their parents should have done a better job of raising this individual. Let's be real for a second. We have all been through this to a certain extent. If a baby cries for an extended period of time without any end in sight, we think that the parents need to go to counseling classes and be taught how to tend to a child. It's an accurate depiction of our emotions, but let's shine some light here as we take a look deeper into the situation. What if that person was intended to as a child? What if they are a young couple just trying to figure it all out? How about if the couple never had that problem until the very moment you happen to see them? Mercy in all circumstances will always triumph over judgment. Man, I'm actually reading what I wrote and I can actually relate to that now even more than ever because of the situation that Laura and I are in. Um, we have two babies and in church, they, they go wild and they, they go crazy. Uh, even downstairs, I remember one time we were outside in the front and the neighbor was like, oh, I heard your baby's crying. And like he said it kind of in a nice way, but I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stung, right? But what's crazy about that is that how many of us do this on the regular? I'm not even talking about unique and, and circumstances and situations. I'm talking about every single day you see something and you're judging it and you're grading it. You're giving it an A, a B minus, a C, and you're telling it what it should do in your mind. And in reality, uh, as believers, I'm talking to more of my believers in Christ here now. Is that a good way to display the gospel? Is that what we're called to do? You know, we're called to be strict judges and, and, and judges and, and be people who just con condemn whatever we see. Or we've been given a gospel that has freed us in order to see things in different perspectives. 
You never know what someone's going through. That's one thing that I'm, I'm, I was revealed to me heavily in this chapter. You cannot assume, you can't connect dots, you can't cross every T and dot every I. You're not going to know where this person came from. Even if they come from the same country, uh, same culture, you don't know. Things get mixed. Things happen. Parents separate. Arguments happen. Uh, finances become an issue. Emotional uh, disturbances, generational curses. There's so many moving parts in people's lives that when you see something, don't just take it at face value. Understand there's a deeper story behind it. One of the hardest things I had to deal with, 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 I'm sorry, this is the next reading. I'm sorry, I just want to let the reader, the listener know. One of the hardest things I had to deal with was my pride, arrogance, and sense of entitlement. Anyone else out there deal with that? I'm sure we do. I would judge anyone who didn't think like I did. I would see situations in a different perspective and begin to think, why doesn't this person see it this way? When that thought took full root, I would go on to judging their character, way of thinking, problem-solving skills, intelligence level, until I would come to the conclusion that even their poor sense of style was a direct result of such faulty thinking. It was, it was as real as it gets, my friends. It might even sound a bit exaggerated, but that's how people who are broken think. And let me tell you, when you are without Jesus Christ in your life, you are broken. Mercy is a tough concept to grasp if you have so much harbored in your heart that is contrary to the absolute agape or love of Christ. We love our friends and family and think that's enough to be qualified as good people. But in Luke chapter 6, Jesus puts an interesting perspective on that notion. Do me a favor now, join me in the Bible reading Luke chapter 6, 32-36. And it says as follows. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. If you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Man, I can imagine some people reading that verse and being like, nope. God, you lost me. That's ridiculousness. How can I possibly be merciful to an enemy? Is that an oxymoron? If I hate you, how can I bless you? And therein lies the issue. Everyone thinks they have their own form of personal righteousness that, quite frankly, fluctuates as time goes. And it's very circumstantial because whatever you feel in the moment, you deem to be a high form of righteousness. The reality is we have a different measurement, which is the Bible. The infallible word of God. And it says right here that we must love our enemies and do good to them. Why? Because let God deal with it. Let him finish what he has to finish. Maybe that cup of water that you gave them in the midst of the hell they're experience is what gets them out of the hell. How do you know? Maybe you're watering a seed that God wants to later on give full fruit through. You never know who you are and what role you play in people's lives. That's why mercy is a major component of who God is. Let's get back into reading. Well, this didn't really make it any easier to grasp, right? But what Jesus is saying here is very simple. Loving the ones that love you is an easy job to reciprocate. But when you love your enemies, much easier said than done, you are storing up an eternal reward for yourself and are being labeled as his child. 
When you see someone going through a tough time, learn to be the light and help them regardless of what they are to you, who they are to you. That person could have been fighting with everyone who had crossed their path until the moment yet you decided to look past the negative body language and words of frustration to heal their hurt heart. Mercy is not a sprint that is one by one act. Rather, it is a marathon that requires patience, perseverance, and endurance. Hmm. This is where the whole chapter kind of came to light. I didn't really write um, a title when I was writing this. I was kind of writing out just what mercy meant to me and what God was putting in my heart. But when I wrote this part, when God gave me this last part, that mercy is not a sprint that is one by one act. Rather, it is a marathon that requires patience, perseverance, and endurance. That's where everything just made sense. And for me, I think a lot of us, you know, one day we wake up, we see somebody who needs to get the door held open for them because it's raining outside and we do that one act, right? And we think we're good for the rest of the week. Or let's go even deeper. We go to church one day, right? And we're happy and we give a great offering and then that's it. For the rest of the week, I'm going to be, you know, Scrooge. No, the reality is mercy is not just one act that covers everything. It's actually a marathon. You know, a marathon, you have to pace yourself. A marathon, you got to make sure when you take in water, when you, you know, when you, you feel your body is shutting down or when it needs certain things. A marathon is not just from one point to another. That's a short distance. It's a long distance and it requires endurance. So there are going to be days where you don't want to show mercy, but you're going to have to. You need endurance. Some days where you really don't want to because the person hurts you, you need to persevere and forgive and let it go. Or some days you need patience because the person you're even trying to give mercy to is not receiving it. Either way, regardless of the circumstance, circumstance, you need to have that endurance, that patience and perseverance because mercy, mercy is not just a single sprint. Let's continue reading here. The next time you see someone in need of encouragement, take it as a runner who needs a drink of water. Run to their need and don't wait for someone else to bring aid because they might not make it on time. Have you ever felt a moment in your life where you just needed a hug? Someone is saying God loves you. Someone is saying you're doing well, even though no one has said it right. You wouldn't want someone to wait longer and longer and longer when you need that. So why are we waiting even longer for other people? Why? Because judgment is triumphing over mercy. And God is saying, listen, you know some days you're going to need it. So give it to other people. Because one day that'll come back to you in such a powerful way where you'll see all the mercy you gave out and all the fruit you'll get that harvest, especially in the days of hardships. Let the people of this earth know that there is good in the ones who God calls his children. We are different, not because we are greater in any sense of the word, but because we chose to show others how great our God is. I love that. No one is beyond repair or restoration for those of us who believe and have experienced the revelation in Christ, of, of Christ in our lives. That is a major part of all of this. Um, if you have not been revealed of the mercy and the love and the grace and the forgiveness of God in your life, chances are you're really not going to display this to anyone, let alone, uh, I mean, well, anyone, not even your dog, your mom, your cousin, you're, you're going to really not live life with mercy but with strict judgment show mercy to all those who cross your path and let the one who created all of us judge righteously if we are of him if you guys hear that in the background that is my son cairo waking up from his nap <laughs> but we'll get right back into the reading if we are of him and we are, if we are of him 
We are righteous and will bear the fruit of our Father. For the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. How many people can say amen to that? That is something that if you guys want to read that, it's in Proverbs 11.30. So, um, again, I'll, I'll say it again. The fruit of the righteous is a, is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. My favorite verse is followed by my favorite verse in the Bible I'll let you guys read it, which is found in Proverbs 12.1. Anyways, if you are struggling with allowing mercy to triumph in, the, in moments of intense emotions, learn to take a deep breath and to speak to your inner spirit. This therapy will slow you down and allow your spirit to dictate the upcoming events because not everything requires us to speak. Sometimes we are there to simply listen for he who guards his mouth and his tongue guards himself from trouble, troubles. Proverbs 21, 23 in the Amplified Version. And when there are many words, transgression and offense are unavoidable, but he who controls his lips and keeps thoughtful silence is wise. Proverbs 10, 19. Next time you find yourself in this situation, simply pray this prayer. Pray this prayer with me, everyone who's listening right now. Lord, restrain my lips, bring me peace, and let my thoughts be pleasing before your sight. Allow me to feel what they feel so that I can bring life to their heart and not death. May mercy triumph over judgment in this moment. Thank you. Amen. Well, that concludes the chapter. And you see, guys, if, if you have bought this, you purchased this book or if you haven't yet, these chapters are very light. Uh, they're a total of 17, but very easy read, under 95 pages. And uh, I suggest that if you have a chance right now to, to get your book and to read it. But let's get into some post-chapter reading questions. And right now, um, being very honest with yourself, how would you personally grade or judge your level of mercy? A, being over-the-top, supernatural, loving God-like mercy. Or let's just say F as no. I'm not, I don't give mercy out to anyone. And be honest with yourself. Give yourself a proper evaluation. Does it usually triumph over judgment? Are you finding yourself in situations where you see somebody's dirty laundry, somebody's deficiency, somebody's weakness exposed, and are you angry about it? Does it infuriate you? Do you, you want to correct it so badly? Or is love filling your heart? Which of the two is you? Um, for me, lack of mercy generally comes from a heart that's either one of two things. One, they've never really and truly received it truthfully from anyone they never they never had their experience with god their parents were hard on them their coaches were difficult with them their teachers were very tough on them they never really received mercy only just counsel and correction and all these things never really love more of punishment or the second thing is they believe it's a major sign of weakness trust me a lot of a lot of young men you know i remember going to that i felt like Everything had to be machismo. Everything had to be like, no, no, don't show any sign of weakness. And if someone struggles, you bring them down. You know, if someone is out, you finish them, you know. And I feel like a lot of times in my life, especially coming from sports, you know, um, you learn that aspect of it. But sports also does a tremendous job of teaching sportsmanship, which is if even if your opponent is really bad, never lose that love, that mercy for them. And I think that's helped me out so much to put into perspective that mercy is a major component of the believer, the fruit of the spirit. We have to be merciful to those who are around us. I want to share a quote uh, given by Abe Lincoln. And it says, I've always found that mercy bears richer fruit than strict justice. I think I, I love that. I mean, I would have, I don't know what happened to me. I, I, I've known this quote, but um, 
it kind of slipped when I was writing this chapter, but if I could do any redo, I would, I would insert this, this quote into my, into the chapter because it really is, uh, a quite a powerful, uh, quote. I mean, mercy bears richer fruit, um, than strict justice. And I think a lot of us think the other way around. I think if we're stricter and we're more in control, we're more, um, stern, uh, we're more in the punishment mode, we'll get fruit. And, uh, I don't really think that's worked ever in history. Um, it actually drives people to revolt revolutions mutinies have started this way and i think especially being believers in the church we have to know how to love on our people and to display mercy even when you really 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 want to give some strict justice right um sometimes as a believer we think god has placed us to be overseers and judges of each and every flaw that comes across our plate however jesus did not display this when he came here the word says he was full of grace and truth Okay, so he was truthful with you, but he was loving about it. He understood that the communication was huge. He was bringing the kingdom that many have been blinded to. So could you imagine he brought a hammer with him like Thor in that case and hit you over the head and say, believe in the kingdom of Asgard and, and receive me as your king? No, he was different. As a matter of fact, it was more reason to share and spread the gospel of good news. When he saw the flaws, the prostitutes, the lepers, the outcasts, the rejected all of them, it was more of a reason. The word even said that he gained compassion when he saw the multitudes in their destructive state. You know, so um, for me, mercy is going to be anything of fuel injection to spread the gospel, not in hindrance. You know, it's not going to stop you because you're mad at something. It should be inspiring you to go share the gospel. So I want to conclude this episode by saying this. Um, let us never forget where God took us out from. You know, always remembering the darkness that once held us captive will help us pull those and free the ones who are currently prisoners of it. Amen. So that concludes my episode, my reading of my book, um, a little uh, glance into how I write this chapter and what how it inspired me. And I hope that, you know, you leave this this episode with a true definition of mercy. And maybe you look reflect upon this past week it means we've already been half a week. We're on Wednesday. And maybe you see how you handled your situations from Monday to today. And maybe from Thursday to Saturday or Sunday, just end it strong. Change your perspective and make sure that mercy is being displayed at its full form. Not by you, but by the fruit of the Holy Spirit working in you. Amen. I love you guys. Um, again, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Stay tuned for next month, the four episodes of Burning Questions that we're going to be uh, addressing each and every Wednesday. Uh, buy the book on Amazon now. I love you all. God bless. Remember, mercy. Be merciful because mercy triumphs over judgment. I love you guys. God bless.